Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So a comedian recently confessed on The Tonight Show that she doesn't think that she would make a good parent. And the reason is because she often doesn't have the answers to the questions that her young nieces and nephews ask her. She lacks wisdom. And she confessed and had a laugh at her own expense saying that until she was about 40 years old, or it was until she was about 40 years old, that she discovered that the sun and the moon are not the same thing. (laughs) Talk about being in the dark, right? But we're all in the dark to some degree or another. I got quizzed by our son on state capitals recently. And let's just say I need to apologize to West Virginia. And if you know the answer, you are smarter than a fifth grader when it comes to geography, right? I won't spoil it for you. You have to look it up. Here's the deal. Not to make astronomy or state capital trivia seem trivial, but the Gospel of Matthew and the book of Isaiah talks about people really being in the dark. In fact... They use the term deep darkness. Deep darkness happens when and where sin rules and reigns. Where sin leads our thoughts, our words, and our actions away from God and His light and His truth and His love. And spiritual and physical death are the result, the wages of that sin. Darkness followed by more darkness. Thanks be to God for Jesus. Enter Jesus. There's a lot that happens in those first four chapters of Matthew. In his gospel before today's text, Matthew has already identified Jesus as the son of David, the long-awaited messianic king. Matthew has also identified Jesus as the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophesied virgin-born Emmanuel, God with us. And Matthew highlights Jesus as the fulfillment of four Old Testament prophecies before today's text. And in today's text, he adds a fifth as Jesus officially begins his public ministry. And leaving Nazareth, Jesus went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. So that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death on them, a light has dawned because Jesus has come. Capernaum stood on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee, an area that formerly belonged to Israel, but had been overrun and heavily, heavily influenced by Gentile invaders and occupants since the 8th century B.C. And true worship of God, which flows from the light and love that God has for his people, true worship of God had had been lost. 
And the Gentiles around them did not know the one true God. Talk about being in the dark. But Jesus, Emmanuel, the light of the world, spends a lot of time in Galilee of the Gentiles to reveal God's love and His light and His life for everyone. Here's what He did. Jesus went through all Galilee. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming, preaching, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people, preaching, teaching, healing. That's how Jesus brings the light of God into the lives of people. Matthew tells us that Jesus says, I've come to call sinners to repentance. To save people from their sin, to call them out of that sin. He has come to live a perfect life of faith toward the father and love toward neighbor. That's what Jesus does. He's the light of the world. He has come to take all the darkness of mankind upon himself and break its power forever. And from the beginning, from the beginning of his ministry, Jesus begins to preach, saying, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven has drawn near. Jesus calls all to repent. Jew, Gentile, learned, ignorant, rich, poor, all people to repent. He calls all people to come out of the darkness of sins, to to stop embracing uh, sin's death-dealing ways. He calls people from going their own way, right? That's the definition of sin, is when I determine what's right and wrong, I don't really care what God has to say on the subject, I know better. Right? Stop going your own way. Come out of the reign and rule of death and sin and come to God's rule and reign in Christ. God's kingdom comes to you as our Heavenly Father gives you His Holy Spirit so that by His grace you believe His Holy Word and live godly lives here in time and with God in eternity. And for that, yes, everyone needs, you need, I need, the preaching and teaching and healing of Jesus. Even God's people need the light of Jesus. You see, people who think they know God aright can be in darkness too. As you look at today's text, you might say, wow, this is crazy. Uh, Jesus, the promised coming Davidic king, uh, begins his public... He doesn't begin his public ministry in Jerusalem, where the temple stood. Where God had promised to be present there in Zion. That was his city. And the darkness in Jerusalem was really, really bad. It really was. Jesus calls Jerusalem, quote, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. The darkness wasn't just in Galilee of the Gentiles. The darkness was everywhere. And what's going on in Jerusalem? As John the Baptist preaches repentance to pave the way for the Messiah, Matthew informs us that John the Baptist had been arrested. Who arrested John? 
The Romans? Nope. It was Israel's ruler, Herod Antipas, son of Herod the Great. He imprisoned John the Baptist. You remember why? And, and, why, and, and what the deal was there? Because John rightly condemned Herod for his adulterous relationship with his brother's wife. You see, people who think they know God are right can be in darkness too. And be unapologetic about it. Religious people often don't see it that way. Consider that Jesus would go and make a stand against the deep darkness in the hearts of God's people. God's supposed people. Darkness, again, like I mentioned, from Israel's ruler. Darkness from Israel's priests. Darkness from Israel's teachers. Darkness from Israel's scribes. Darkness from Israel's influencers. Yes, Jesus is in Capernaum of Galilee, but when the time would be right, Jesus would set his face toward Jerusalem. He would choose the time and the place and the way to confront the evil, godly men who seek to destroy God's rule and reign in him. You see, people who think they know God are right can be in darkness too. It's a really interesting snippet that we get in today's gospel lesson. As Jesus calls disciples in today's text, Peter and Andrew, James and John, they leave their nets immediately and follow Jesus. That's what the call of Jesus does. And think about this. For three years, Jesus would preach, teach, and heal in their presence. And because of them, we have, we have records of, of all that, right? By the power of the Holy Spirit. But even amid all that preaching, all that teaching, and all that healing, the disciples, as you and I know, weren't perfect either. Even the disciples would often adopt a different agenda than Jesus. They would turn away from the word of Jesus. They would seek glory for themselves, not service. Talk about being in the dark. They would sometimes turn people away from Jesus, keeping them away from the light of Christ. They would refute, argue against, or just plain ignore Jesus' proclamation that he would be rejected, suffer, then die, then rise to life again, right? Talk about being in the dark. Just ignore it. Yeah, whatever. People who think they know God are right can be in darkness too. And that's the malady. There's darkness in you. There's darkness in me. Yes, we know the one true God. At least I pray you do. We know that our sins are forgiven. We know that we have eternal life for the sake of Christ alone. But just like Herod, just like the disciples, just like all humans, we can despise Christ's word, his preaching, his teaching, his call to repentance, his ruling and reigning in us, especially when it gets in the way of what our old Adam wants. Herod wanted his brother's wife. It's what he wanted. Nothing was going to tell him any different. The disciples once wanted power, fame, and glory. That's what they wanted. That's what they thought the kingdom of God was. What do you want? What do you want that moves you away from the light of God? 
How does maybe your livelihood, your popularity, your goals, your comfort, your broken desires beckon you to retreat into the dark away from God's word and away from Jesus, away from God's ways that are good and just and right and true? Sin takes us step by dark step away from Jesus. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. In science, darkness is not a thing in the same way that light is. It's interesting. Darkness is simply a lack of visible light. You can set a theoretical maximum to the level of darkness, right? Because what it is, it's a place where there is no light. At, that's the maximum level of dark. There's no light there. However, it doesn't work the other way. There is no maximum level of light. No matter how much light is in a location, more can always be added. And that's what we have with Jesus. The full light of God that has dawned on Jerusalem, Zebulun, Naphtali, and yes, here in Fargo, North Dakota. And the darkness cannot overcome it. It is broken. It is scattered. It is obliterated. It is destroyed in Jesus. Where preaching, teaching, and healing happen. Christ's preaching, teaching, and healing breaks the darkness that fills our lives and it breaks the darkness in the lives of those around us. And what I want to tell you is that true healing, lasting healing, comes from preaching and teaching. So Paul puts it this way. He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into His presence. For it is all for your sake. So that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase in thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Where we have Jesus' word, where we have his teaching and preaching, things look brighter already. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have joy and confidence in this light that has dawned on us. Each and every time you hear salvation and sins forgiven in Christ alone and proclaim to you, on you, light has dawned. Each time you hear the voice of Jesus calling you to repent and come out of the darkness of sin and death, on you, light has dawned. When God strengthens and keep you firm in his word and faith until you die on you, light has dawned. When you do God's good and gracious will, because it flows from the gospel, not because of works righteousness, or you're trying to manipulate God in some way on you, light has dawned. When you share that light with others. As we gather as his church around Jesus. On you, the light has dawned, and the darkness cannot overcome it.
Amen. I may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.